welcome um thank you for joining the podcast uh just want to kind of just dive right in right actually so you're from california socal good old socal good old socal torrance torrance what club did you play for uh, i played for south bay force which is now i believe la galaxy club mm -hmm. um yeah it was it was first force and then it turned into it merged with another club called south bay and then it became south bay force um and then yeah now after i you know obviously went to college it changed eventually to la galaxy okay okay so <laughs> your recruiting process so you 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 went to wsu obviously um how did that start for you yeah it was random actually i mean all obviously if you are like looking to play soccer in college you start pretty early as most athletes know um you start attract trying to at least send as many emails as you can you know even your sophomore junior year um maybe technically you're not allowed to communicate with the coaches at certain points but um at least getting like your name out there when your showcases are going to be it all started probably like my junior year um, I was talking to, um, I was actually originally committed to go to the University of San Francisco, but then there, that just didn't fall through. Um, and so it was actually super late in the process of committing to W, like I committed to WSU, I think it was like in April of my senior year of high school, which is like a couple months before I graduated high school. So I committed pretty late um, in the process just because I had already had something else set in stone. Um, but thankfully, um, my coach, the coach, my freshman year at WCU at that time, Kadani, happened to come out to one of my showcases and good old Kadani, mm -hmm. uh, come out to one of my showcases and um, it just happened to be that I like scored that game and I actually ended up like pulling my hamstring and I like came out at halftime and stuff. So it, it, it was really sucky to like have know that he was, you know, coaches were there watching. I think there was only a couple at that showcase at that particular game. Um, I was late to the game because of traffic. I ended up scoring, but then I pulled my hamstring at halftime. Um, and then, so that kind of like got me down, but he actually still ended up reaching out to me and, um, and thankfully, I, you know, when I did go on my visit to Washington State, I like obviously just fell in love with it, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I committed. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where, where it ended, <laughs> where okay. it started and ended. Yeah. Nice. So I didn't know that you were already committed to San Francisco. So yeah. So my, my club coach from, from uh, South Bay Force, he ended up actually quitting and then being the head coach at University of San Francisco. So he tried to recruit like six or seven of us from my original like club team so mm -hmm. there was actually like four or five of us uh, of us from my club team that actually committed to San, like to university of san francisco and ended up going there for for their college um oh wow years. okay yeah, but I, I i just didn't <laughs> well, obviously you didn't um yeah. do you mind me asking like what what kind of fell through on that because um, i feel like during the recruitment process like at least for women's soccer it's it's a little bit different for compared to like men's soccer or any other sport right um like you don't normally hear like recruits drop off that late you know what i mean it's like yeah. one and done they recruit they choose where they're gonna go and then that's it right yeah you don't really hear um that. it was it's a situation where i prefer not to like get too in depth into it just yeah. because it had something to do with 
other people as well that um, were committed uh, to go there from my team. And, you know, when you go on your official or unofficial visits, you know how those go when you go out with the team and stuff like that. You just want to make sure yes. that, you know, you're, you're keeping a good image for yourself because you're, you're going to eventually be the person representing the university that you go to. And so um, with that being said, you know, we did like, we all went out and everything. I was a good girl. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything <laughs> bad. Um, but the people around me did, you know, you know, choose whichever direction they wanted to choose that night. And mm-hmm. um, it just happened to be that some, some of the teammates found out and they got around. And, and so we kind of just, I don't know if he, he just kind of like said it wouldn't be right fit or, but he, he said that to multiple of us that did end up going to that uh, party. Uh Um, and so it kind of didn't just fell through like that, but, um, it's, and it's an unfortunate circumstance, but I knew that I, in a way I wasn't even too hurt about it because part of me was, okay, well, this was my same club coach that recruited me and it almost felt too easy. Like, it was like, this is my club coach and he's recruiting me to a college that he's now coaching at. It's almost like, I don't want to have to follow you know, a, a coach anywhere. And that's how it kind of felt anyway, from the beginning. And when I went on that, the visit, I didn't really enjoy San Francisco as that much as I thought I would anyway. So yeah. I wasn't too hurt about it when it all happened. Um, and then obviously like it was the best decision or thing that happened because, you know, I ended up going to WSU and I'm yep. like obsessed with WSU. So yes, yeah. dude, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is don't follow your club coach if, if they get the job. Bro, bro. <laughs> I'm not exactly saying that because you know what? You can develop an amazing relationship with a coach. Yeah. And it's almost better to, maybe it is sometimes good to follow that coach and, and just keep, you know, that, that relationship and keep that connection throughout your college. And that way it could help you if you decide to continue on after college. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're, if, you, if, you're, if you do have a good relationship with your club coach, and you do choose to go to a different college and not follow your club coach or whatever, um, that club coach should, no matter what, always support you, no matter which college yeah. you choose to go to. Um, mm-hmm. So it shouldn't matter at all, like, as to where, what the coach wants for you. It's what you want. So mm-hmm. um, that realization should definitely be pretty clear to you once you, you know, you kind of tap into your to your own interests and your own wants. So Yeah, of course. I, I like that. If you think – I feel like if you plan on – if your coach, your club coach moves on to the next level and coaches at a school, it doesn't matter if it's D1, D2, NAIA, whatever it is, and you decide to follow them, just make sure that you have a good repertoire and you, you, you trust them enough to, they're just not bringing me on as a recruit just to be a player, like a practice player. Like, right. you know what I mean? So like, I want them to help me improve and everything, you know? Yeah. You want to develop the when you follow them, if you do follow them, you want to develop into a better player, better person, you know, so just got to do your due diligence. And that's what it yeah. turns out to be. Um, so then WCU, you were a freshman when I got there, right? Because I got yeah. the, you and I got there at the same year, 2013. 2013? Yeah. Were you there in the summer? Yeah, last like late when you said that late. you were a late commit, like I was like a month before yeah. so like I didn't sign so I signed my NL my NIL NLI and I signed it at what was it a spring ID camp at WSU because I was invited to go by Matt Cosgrove the the goalkeeper I remember coach. that I feel like 
Yeah, that yeah. concert. Wow. Yeah. And like I went to the that <laughs> that guy. Uh so I went to that ID camp and I signed the the letter to play for them during that that trip. And then like literally like a month later I had le- left in my last semester. So I had to finish my semester out at Pierce College and then move my butt from LA to Pullman and like a week after I after I was done, so I got there right 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 when summer workout started. That's literally hilarious because I it was the same thing for me. I graduated high school and literally left to Pullman two days later, and then right. that's when it just everything just started and hell started because I was <laughs> not prepared for those summer workouts. Let me freaking tell you, holy yeah, yeah. there they that was Ooh. that was tough. Kenny and- was killed us yeah that was kenny uh what was his last name mot mot not not mot yeah we're gonna butcher it sorry kenny yeah kenny yeah he's now i believe he's the strength and conditioning coach for like a professional mlb mlb team now i forget which one he he does work for now but he was always a good guy yeah man he kind of he was kind of like he kicked my ass because i was in the breakfast club and he kicked my ass during those that was fun like I hated it at the time but I fucking loathe the those more breakfast clubs but I mean looking back at it I'm like no you know what that that was a good time yeah I think I I have like a I have a hate hate no love relationship uh with the versa climber never I will anytime I get (laughs) I will never touch one again I'm never going to touch one ever again. So like, I came here to Las Vegas, worked at UNLV, and they were, like, looking at the Versa climbers to, like, purchase the equipment, and I just walked out the – I walked out that room. I'm like, nope. I think anyone from our team can, like – or even from that entire gym, that entire um, bowler gym right there, can any athlete can tell you, like, they've been on that Versa, and they'll tell you all the same. Yeah. No, that – that Versa climber, like part of me, like when I have my own gym, I want to get one just and put it in the corner and then like make it use it as like a punishment. <laughs> so like if someone's like pissing me off or <laughs> they do get something really, st- get 2000 meters, 2000 feet, the <laughs> 2000 feet, go. <laughs> I'm dead. God, no, that was, that was not fun. One bit, one bit, especially no, when we look ha- it after. <laughs> Yeah, afterwards, but then dur- during it, the first five feet, yeah, your, the four circuits yards. and everything, the dynamic treadmill and the bike, yeah, PRX is yeah, it was miserable. Anyway, the, the <laughs> we're <laughs> venturing, kind of, off. venturing off a little bit, but like the transfer from or not the transfer, but the transition from club to WSU, was it hard for you? Because it was, I wouldn't say it was hard for me necessarily, because I played two years in at a Juco, right in LA. So I kind of had the my foot in the door with college college play essentially. But for you, you came from straight like high school to Pac-12. Mm-hmm. How did that yeah. work? Yeah, I mean, with like playing club, like there, we definitely played against some good like club teams, you know, very well known like Flammers, you know, SoCal yeah. Blues, and they definitely had a lot of those those players that ended up, you know committing to, to, to schools like UCLA or USC or Stanford mm-hmm. and Cal and all those teams. So I think player wise, like 
I was kind of like okay with the level because when you know I think just getting involved with your own team at first and learning the level of play that your teammates have first and playing with them it kind of gets you prepared to know how like these other players on other teams are going to play individually yeah as a team a little bit different you know, because obviously there's, it's more seasoned when you're in college, you know, you have seniors, you have juniors who have been there, but when you're in club and you're playing on a team, no one's been there. It's just a club team, you know, yeah. not as much, not technical passes, not, you know, it's just a little step down um, because obviously in college, you know, you have, like I said, seasoned players, seniors and people who have been through this. So yeah, it definitely was a change, um, like tactically, um, physically, um, as a team but like individually player-wise like if I'm going up against a player individually it didn't really feel like any different too nerve-wracking or anything yeah, yeah. but um, yeah it's definitely ter- it's not terrifying but it was definitely a little scary and you know as a freshman it's 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 very common that you don't get a lot of play time you know mm-hmm. so if you're not seeing the field and understanding how how the play is when you're in the game it's kind of tough to to just get put in for your first game you know what I mean if you're not yeah. introduced to it like slowly so I mean the transition definitely was it was tough uh, I think I think mostly what was tough though was the workouts like the the running the practices the two-a-days yeah. that type of stuff was was definitely more difficult than I think the actual soccer aspect of it yeah and then that's what um I'm actually kind of glad you said that because I feel like a lot of clubs out here and I'm sure it's similar in Los Angeles, but a lot of clubs out here, they, they focus on the soccer, just strictly play. That's great and all, but what are you doing to help these girls or these guys, right, go and get ready for college, especially with your recruits that, or your, with your players that have already signed? You're setting them up. I don't, I don't want to say to fail, but essentially you are because no to not be prepared like not for what prepared. they're actually gonna endure, endure. <laughs> exactly and for that aspect like the fitness aspect it's not even like the fitness it's the strength and conditioning part too because the moment you step on campus as a freshman you're going up against your teammates that are sophomores weight gain weight gain weight gain <laughs> um, muscle right bolt. strength yeah bold there you put your especially for nutrition. your position, nutrition is huge like huge. I like and this is just at the division one level but like d1 athletes are built different I feel I mean it's probably across the board from d2 d3 and NAI worked it at different experiences but like no matter what you need to focus on your strength and conditioning so your weights right your nutrition so you can recover properly and on top of that your fitness like if you yeah. come into let's say if you come in like like when we did we 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 were sucking wind okay that summer two days in pullman were not fun um stadium stairs track workouts not fun right and that was Circuit, yeah. two days that was summer training right and the clubs at this level, they just focus on the soccer aspect. Like, do you think, yeah. do you, I, in my hopes, cause now I'm a strength and conditioning coach, right? So I, my goal is to get myself out there 
in the Las Vegas community, especially for the soccer club, because soccer is huge out here now. Like, what can we do or what can I do to help these soccer players get ready for college, especially when if they signed, right? And whenever yeah, I yeah. try to talk to the clubs or the parents, they're like, oh, no, or we'll think about it. I'm like, okay, well, you have my number. You know how to contact me because the moment you step on campus, you're going to be sucking wind. You know what I mean? What, I like, get it. It's, it's just hard yeah. to get through their head. You it's know? almost like for me when you're a coach too, like it's not, it's of course about preparing the players, but it's also about wanting them to be the best and, and want what they want. So yes. it's almost like there's a strength and conditioning aspect and a fitness aspect of you wanting to implement that in your trainings, but it's also like learning about like just making your connections with the players. Yeah. Ask them if, what they want to do. Like, do they exactly. want to actually play soccer in college? Exactly. Do, do, what do they want to do? Because if they want to do that, then you know, tap into the things that 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 college soccer is gonna is gonna throw at you. Exactly. Um, like in club, my club coach, we only did running. We didn't really do any type of lifting or anything. Um, mm-hmm. My club coach, he did run us on like you know certain days, um, and then we would do like beach runs and stuff. Um, but other than that, there wasn't too much lifting going on. And I feel like I was utterly shocked when I went to WSU, like was not prepared at all for those workouts because I was a pipsqueak, like so skinny. I was literally like 110 pounds. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously by my senior year, I finally like shot up to 130, but like, that's because I had to change my nutrition. I had to gain more muscle. I had to, and that's all from just like going to WSU and, and like, these are what like there's higher level of expertise there, you know, so they're, they're telling you what, you know, what you're about about to need to prepare yourself for season. Yeah. And so if, if there's not much like, yeah, pre uh, like uh, practicing that, I guess, or implementing that in, in club before you get there, then it's going to be extremely difficult to transition from, from club physically. um, Definitely. Um, but also just mentally too, if you're not mentally ready to play college soccer and you're not fully there and maybe you like last minute decide you want to go a different path, that's something that I think you need to tap into your players and, you know, figure out where their desire is, because if you can focus mm-hmm. that desire and they want to go to college and they want to do this and they can channel that energy and that focus into wanting to strengthen themselves with whichever workouts you decide to give them or, exactly. um, and that's what I think is super important is just tapping into that connection with the players and just seeing, you know, what, what they truly desire and what they want to do with their, with their career. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, every time I get new clients that are interested in it, that's the very first question I ask if, whether that's the player or the parent, because nine times out of 10, it's the parent coming to me and asking like, Hey, I know that you train. Are you able to do this? I'm like, first off, does your kid actually want to do that? Does your kid actually want to go to college? and commit four or five years of their life to that university, right? And they're like, and I tell them, I break it down, like, look, this is what they're going to have to do. I give them- That's a, the university, too. That's the school. And then yeah. then you have fucking soccer on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, no, yeah. it's a big thing. It's a it's huge a, commitment. It's a massive commitment. And that's why, like, for student athletes, the reason why we say that is because it's a it's- for us, it's a full-time job. It was a full-time job. It was an overtime job because we had, 
you know, we, 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 we had what, uh, practice in the morning, but it wasn't just an hour and a half. It was two hours of practice, but we had to get to the field an hour or the training room an hour before to just get taped, get ready, mm -hmm. ice, heat, hydration test. Yeah. All that. Then we had practice for two hours Then we had to go to school or classes. And then after that we had weights or weights after practice. And then we had meetings or, and yeah. then we had like team bonding stuff that we had to do. We had to do like team dinners Workshop, or team lunches, yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything. And parents now, whenever they come to me and ask me, I'm, I tell them, this is what it's going to do. This is what it's going to take. Is your kid ready to pre like for that? If they are, then yes, I would more than happy work with the kid or the parents, the parent whatever. Yeah. And half the time the parents are like, oh, no, because they're like, we, we can't make that swing because of their time commitments. I'm like, that's totally fine. But you need to go find someone that will, you know, accommodate that. Simple yeah. as that, right? So yeah. I think clubs out here, and it's not just soccer, it's like all sports, right? Baseball basketball right you can be the greatest basketball player greatest soccer player for your club or team or whatnot but the moment you step on campus dude the 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 coaching staff the athletic trainers the strength and conditioning <laughs> staff they expect like high high standards and they expect you to know the ground foundation of maybe nutrition or maybe strength and condition strength and conditioning right like, for me, when I was at UNLV as an intern, like, we would get incoming freshmen that's never lifted, and we would have to put them through, like, okay, do you know how to do this? And, like, that took away from the, uh, the rest of the team that was there, right? So it was, like, what we can't, we can't. That's where you got to make that commitment to come in a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think that's actually something that Kenny used to do with us, if I'm not mistaken. I think he used yes. to bring us in a little bit earlier. Yep. Um, so that he can break down what we're going to be doing. And then that's when like the seniors and the juniors would come into the gym and then we would start the workout. That's exactly yep. what Kenny did. Yeah. With us freshmen. He, yeah. Um, he did that with the freshmen. I think I went in with you guys. I think if yeah, I remember I think correctly. Was, I, yeah. The transfers too, I think. Yeah. And I, I was, a, I was the only transfer. So I was a, yeah, I was I an honorary freshman. I guess I was thinking too <laughs> far in advance with Mariah and Kara. Oh yeah, Mariah and Kara, they came, came well, after they already, you. they came, no, Kara and Mariah were already there before I got there, but they didn't need to transition because they already played for U of O. Yeah, yeah. So they were That's used to it. I, I kind of knew, and like I ha I've had my fair share of like weightlifting because I started when I was young, um, but mm -hmm. nothing, nothing like WCU workouts, right? So mm -hmm. I think that kind of helped me going in early with you guys to learn how to do a hang clean or learn how to actually do a back squat properly. Like I knew how, right? I knew how I could do it, but like the little nuances and now as a strength coach, I'm like, shit. There's these like these girls better start practicing their back squats, dude, because I'm telling you, Kenny worked on that with me for weeks. I He had to sit behind me in my squats and so that I can lean back on his hands and get my squat correct. And now it's just, I, I don't, I can squat like yep. 90 degrees, you know? So it's Perfect. like, I didn't had zero idea how to even squat. Like how, do, like, how do you not even know how to do a squat when you go into college? You know, that's yeah. how uninformed I was about how to train. Yeah. 
And again, that's that's across the board, right? That's between D1 all the way to NAIA. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be the same expectations for that school, for that staff. College so, is a different demand. Yeah. So you just got to go in prepared, right? Yep. As prepared as possible and, you know, give it, a, give it your all, right? Yeah. And exactly. buy into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, like, in terms of the mental aspect now, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to transition from the physical aspect, but to the mental aspect. Um, honestly, first moment I stepped onto, like, on campus at WSU, I was fucking lost. I was <laughs> like, bro, what did I sign myself up to? What did I just do to my life? Like, now looking back at it, like, not in a, like, not in a bad way, right? I was no. just in shock. Like, Maybe you're going from being in, like, California to yeah. a, tiny, a small town. Yeah, well, I, I came from a junior college, a two-year college, right? And I was used to playing junior college-level soccer and weight training, right? But the moment I stepped onto WCU and had to, like, really be a student-athlete and really um, portray myself as a WCU student and, like, be really, like good and be conscious of what I was doing and crap like that like bro shocking shocker shock I my like literally physically shocked mentally shocked was fucking lost the first semester I was like yeah dude did I what did I just do in a good way like in a good way like I didn't know how I didn't know how to prepare for that mentally I was just like this is awesome. I'm with a group of girls that actually want to, you know, get to the the, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Girls that are committed. Girls that set expectations the moment we stepped on campus from, you know, the upperclassmen, like Set and Gervin and okay. all of them. Well, making yeah. goals, right? Team goals. Mm-hmm. Not Not with the coaches, with ourselves. Like, I remember we had to do the what was it? It wasn't a captain's practice, or maybe it was a captain's practice. Oh, yeah. We always and, had captain's practices. Yeah, but one of the captain practices that we had was in a meeting room at Bowler, and it was, like, the whole entire team, and we made, literally, I remember this, like, it was yesterday, but Set was up at the whiteboard, and she wrote that we all came up with, like, three goals for the season, and, like, we committed to a dry season, right? Um don't know how truthful that was but I digress but like we made those goals right and we held each other accountable throughout the entire season right Mm -hmm. so that to me was mentally exhausting but in a good way like holy shit like I'm with a group of girls that are like like this shit's real like yeah this is real this is real commitment this is what it looks like you know did you feel that way Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what was nice, though, to have like on the flip side of of how serious it did get and how draining to like feel that like, oh, shit, like I'm like feel like I'm in prison in prison in a way, but like in a good way. You know, like you said, it's like you're kind of being told what to do essentially, but it's it's for your good. Mm -hmm. So it's like on the flip side, um, the mental aspect definitely for me was it helped when 
the because for me I actually wasn't entirely too close with the freshman class um I I mean obviously I love them you know don't get me wrong but um yeah. I I actually felt found myself more drawn I think to like the juniors and seniors at that time and that's why I got close to that class was because I did I saw like they've been here I mm-hmm. saw how driven they are you know I saw like they're here for this university to play soccer you know they're here for to do that and I feel like at least with the freshman class maybe they weren't I think you know when you first get on the college campus you want to like, like party, so much fun with the yeah. football boys and you know hang yeah. out ride in pickup trucks around Pullman and all that and I feel like that wasn't really too much of my vibe because I was just so focused on soccer like I was such a soccer head like I'm yeah. such a soccer head you know and I just wasn't that type of crowd so I always just found myself going yeah over to the soccer house and hanging out with them and because they were always just hanging out you know talking yeah. about soccer or the team or and it was always just for me mentally helpful it helped me because I felt like I had so much support from the upperclassmen and that's not usually something that ha- well maybe in previous years I think it's obviously probably getting better in college programs now because of the whole you know hazing and this and that um yeah you know trying to make that better within teams but um at least when I was there, I didn't feel really too much of that, um, you know, from the upper class. And I think that's what really helped me mentally along the way, um, because obviously it's an extremely stressful situation if you're not used to it and you're getting on campus and you're not used to like being there, like you're there alone, like you're not living with your parents anymore. You're, <laughs> you're living on your own. You're, you go get your own food. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that my mom did everything for me. She didn't do everything for me, but um, it's just a different type of like living situation. It's a different type of mental state you're in so like I said having the upperclassmen there and and like that's like on the flip side of that yes it was draining it was exhausting it was stressful um but like good having the support exactly having that support from from your teammates is what like kind of carried me throughout it at least you know having yeah set to like lean back if I had a question if I was scared of something if I was like nervous for something even if it had, was school related or if it was anything related I would ask the closer I don't would ask you know someone of the upperclassmen because I just feel like they've they've been here mm-hmm. you know they've they've already been through years of it and they have so much wisdom you know to bestow yeah. upon us young yeah, right as um, as little as little freshmen or new pipsqueak yeah well yeah. pipsqueak oh <laughs> I remember I remember you in um oh god the two KJs Kayla Johnson Kyliana? Oh, Kayra. Yeah. Kayra. Yeah. yeah you, Kayla. you and her would always hang out during that summer. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. now that you, now that you said that, now I'm like, oh shit. Like you and her. In her white out. pickup truck. <laughs> yes. Just bumping with yes. the windows down. Yeah. It was, and Kayla's different, you know, cause, and, and you always think about this with soccer when you're playing on a group of, with a group of girls, there's like 20, five to 30 people on a team mm-hmm. every single person on that team is going to have a different personality and you know that yeah. you know like you, you know all of our girls on WC they're they're wild in their own ways some were maybe a little bit more quiet some maybe mm-hmm. didn't hang out with everyone but you know we're still super cool um and I feel like that's kind of like how I am I like I can I can tap into like every person in a way like I mm-hmm. feel like I was cool with the people that were super quiet but I was also cool with the people that were wild and yeah that like me and Kayla had that type of relationship like she was kind of if you knew Kayla like pretty well like she 
wasn't really hanging out with everyone too much kind of did her own thing with yeah. you know her boyfriend and everything and I like to hang out with with her too so yeah. all of those all of those seniors and juniors yeah they like I said they really truly helped me transition as a freshman mm-hmm. um and also like obviously continuing through my years until they graduated but yeah yeah having that support is huge from your teammates yeah huge not only as like a as a teammate aspect and the the the, I don't want to say the physical aspect but like they literally helped you mentally too like dude don't don't stress don't don't be anxious just it's just another game it's another practice right or the beep test like don't relax it'll be over in 15 minutes right 15 minutes just forget it just like go get it if you don't pass that's fine just just do your best right obviously you try to pass like have that standard for yourself but it was for me as a transfer um Gervine and Jamie like I kind of like (laughs) Jamie right those two kind of like I kind of uh navigated with or like moved towards because yeah obviously I'm a goalkeeper right like yeah goalkeeper yeah 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 naturally we're just going to be attracted you know so Alexis mm-hmm. me and Gervine and then like Jamie something about Jamie her her energy her I don't know just drew drew me to her sweetest human but like also she's gonna tell you it straight, straight up both like, as a teammate and as a person yeah, <laughs> and she's a like, <laughs> she told me she, she would tell you straight up like hey stop doing that or like yeah. hey okay. Hey, Don't that mess was a up bad the pass. Hole. I was way over here. Yeah, like, like you passed it like five yards behind me. I need you five yards in front of me. What are you doing? Right? And that's like a, a good constructive criticism. Like she's telling you like, don't do that. Do this. Right? And so yeah. I think that's, I think that's like a major key, um, especially if you go to that level, um, is to kind of find the upperclassmen that you can you can follow and and let you get like, some guidance you. Get yeah some, yeah yeah so especially yeah. on the mental side because they've been they've been there they went through it yeah. you know so definitely say if tap into the mental side too um just as like a side note it, as a freshman like you, when I went into college at least like I started having more of my like mental anxiety and depression more later on actually in in college like junior senior year um I feel like freshman year I I had all that but I didn't understand like maybe what it was or why I felt that way or maybe I felt overworked and stressed and we had Jerry Pastore and Bob Minix and all these amazing counselors at WSU that I feel like I didn't even really utilize I mean I knew them and I talked to them but I didn't really discover them and how much support that they actually could give you until later on in my years so I would definitely recommend to any freshman coming in if you're feeling any type of like anxiety or depression or you're you're homesick or just anything that might make you feel like you're not like happy Mm -hmm. like to go speak to the resources that you have on campus if even even if it's your coach like your coach should be the first person making sure you're 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 um settled in and and sane Mm -hmm. um but that would definitely be something I would recommend because like I said I feel like I did not really think to talk to any counselors too much until I started real like going through it more and realizing like oh shit like I'm really like I'm fucking sad or I'm Mm -hmm. this is really hard for me right now like you know stuff like that so yeah 
that that's definitely a note I wanted to make because I think it's huge just being given everything that's kind of been going on in recent years with college athletes and um yeah. and mental mental health, mental health um, is, sure. is really huge yeah and so. it's, I'm glad that you transitioned into that just because um obviously like towards your towards you, you becoming a junior you becoming a senior right you're now the upperclassman that is now trying to be there for the the new freshmen or the sophomores right because now the people that you followed they're gone or helped you they're yeah. gone right so mm -hmm. do you think that was kind of the I don't want to say the turning point but for you to kind of oh shit like I'm not well or oh shit I need to go talk to the counselor mm -hmm. you know yeah it's crazy too because when you're a junior and senior you in order to really guide those freshmen and help them through what they're going through you have to be okay too mm -hmm. you know you can't be, sure. be mentally mentally fucked up and then trying to guide <laughs> these kids you know you know these kids but you know guide these underclassmen um you want to guide them in a positive healthy way you know so if you're not feeling good there then you know you can't do that but um what was, the, what was the original question? I'm sorry. <laughs> so the, I, I was just, do you think that was like the triggering point for you? For you to realize that now you're the upperclassman and now you have to kind of guide the, the freshmen and sophomores? Was yeah, that the trigger yeah. point for you to start going to the counselors at that point to I think, start using the resources? I think what the trigger actually was for me was also realizing, because as I said, you know, as a freshman, you didn't, you didn't get much playtime. You know, there wasn't, yeah. there was only a couple of freshmen in my class out of seven that got playtime um, and got to see the field. So after my freshman year, I almost felt like it was more of just like a warm up year. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I like to describe my freshman year. Um, I learned a lot from Kadani. I definitely grew in, in size, um, like, like physically, um, like weight gain and all that. Um, but by my junior and senior year, I think I realized like, okay, now I'm really like, even my sophomore year, I was playing a lot. I was scoring and then got, got a lot of minutes. And then even now, then junior year, that's kind of was like my biggest year was my junior year. And when you become like, a, like not, I'm, I'm sorry, this sounds a little like, felt like toot my own horn, but like I, when you kind of become like the face of a program, you know, when you see your face up on like the football screen at Martin Stadium or you see yourself up on posters around campus like people are like look up to you like little mm -hmm. kids look up to you yeah you know what I mean little kids come to your games you know and so I think that kind of stress being that like you you no matter what from freshman year you're always representing the university no matter what but as a freshman you're not really well known yet on campus you're you're just, you're fresh meat literally yeah. yeah so no one really knows you and so I think going into my junior senior year I feel like a lot of people knew who I was um I don't know if it was just because of like the headband or the tattoos or whatever the heck the braid mm -hmm. um or maybe it was just because I was playing a lot and and doing you know obviously trying to contribute to the team but people like knew who I was and I felt that pressure of making sure that like I didn't mess up in the games I didn't I was coming early and still trying to just set a good example for the freshmen and set a good example for just a Washington State athlete so I think the pressure of like transitioning into becoming more of like the face of of the soccer team and the program was was definitely like hard because it's like I I got to be myself too at the same time mm -hmm. so that that's probably what kind of and definitely you know when everyone graduated that I was close to that was definitely 
hard. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so like there's your teammates are always going to be there for you no matter if they're freshmen, seniors, juniors. So whoever was coming in, I got I got extremely close to too. I mean, even my senior year, I got extremely close with the freshmen. I got really close with Morgan Weaver, and we still like talk every now and then. She's obviously doing fantastic now, playing for the Thorns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I got very close with the freshmen that that came in. Um, so it really, to me, doesn't matter about age or anything. It definitely sucks that when I was a sophomore, junior, like my closer friends obviously graduated, but I just made new friends, you know, with the younger, younger, underclassmen. I guess you can say. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, like when that transition occurred that was when um what's his name Kadani left who was the guy that came in Steve Steve so speaking of yeah so speaking of the mental aspects right and not not in terms of how do I say this nicely um how like in terms of the mental aspect for not only just between the players now you have a new coach coming in. I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, that was like kind of my turning point to like, he kind of he kind of uh, threatened me privately. And then that made me transfer out, right? So for me, I have like a, I don't want to say a bad taste in, in my mouth about it, but like- PTSD. Yeah, like I, I don't- I don't want to say it's PTSD, but no, like, yeah. like it hurt. I'm like, what? Like, really? Like, come and on. he hurt a lot of people. Like, exactly. He and was not a good role model. <laughs> he was not a good coach. I don't know yeah. how he was pers- as a personal, like, personal will person, but that put a sour taste in my mouth. And that kind of, how do I say this? When I transferred, that kind of was the breaking point for me. Because the moment I transferred, I was just gone, you know, and And it sucks. Yeah. So now the coach did that, you know? Yeah. And now, so you don't only, now you had like the, within the team and without, like within the individual, the mental aspects, now you got an external guy coming in, adding more pressure, playing more mental games with you. So that was my experience. What was that experience for you? Yeah, um, mentally, it was mentally exhausting um, because I you you transferred out, so I don't think you got to play with Todd um, because I obviously had three different coaches in college. Mm-hmm. So in four years, having three different head coaches at a university is very, very, very rare. Yes, um, very. Just to let anyone know, like it is rare to have three different head coaches in four years. I mean, um, if you're technically, I had three, but that's because I transferred. <laughs> so yeah, I had yeah, one yeah. at junior college, one at WSU, and then but at the same one university, had, but at the same university, right? So yes, and in terms in terms of three head coaches in four years of staying at one university, unheard of. Like unheard you don't, of. and that was extremely exhausting because mm-hmm. not only like with the soccer aspect of learning the different formations and the different you know style of with the different coaches but yeah the mental part of crap like I need to reprove myself to this this unknown person maybe yes. they've seen one tape of me but they don't know me how I how I work as a soccer player that I give it my all in every practice like I need to literally like literally 
do exactly what I did my freshman year, but harder so that I can make sure I keep my scholarship or even get more of a scholarship. Like yeah. it was reproving myself. And I had to reprove myself Three freshman times. year, sophomore year, junior year. And I had to do it throughout my senior year anyway, because I wanted more of a scholarship my senior year. Even though I had Todd my last two years, mm-hmm. I still wanted to reprove myself because I only had one year with Todd and maybe he didn't know me fully after just one season. So yeah. it was mentally draining and exhausting. And then like on top of trying to reprove yourself, you have to build that connection with the coach. Mm-hmm. especially if you're somebody that plays a lot and and like contributes a lot to the team and the and the dynamics of the team like you need to have that connection with your coach and that's something that like me and Todd as a new as he was a new coach he had a lot of respect for me and I feel like that was nice and and with Todd because he would even though I was never a captain at WSU um he would always bring me in because that's how much he respected me he would talk to me after he talked to the captains and that like that was the kind of connection that I wanted out of all of the coaches, but I didn't get that connection being that obviously freshman year, I was a freshman, sophomore year, Steve was Steve. um, And then, you know, junior year was Todd. So it was nice to finally get those last two years and really, you know, grind out my last two years, but it was, yeah, it was definitely exhausting just in every single aspect, like literally emotionally, psychologically, mentally, physically, everything like it it's a it's really hard when you have to do that three times in four years but i've i've it's not like i don't want to say it's coach you don't abuse. change the player yeah exactly like and when during my transfer i don't want to say it was like abuse but now looking back at it i'm like that's like borderline abuse right there it is right? abuse <laughs> it, it right so for for the mental aspect like dude like the the coach's abuse just like turned up a notch you know what would you give advice to like if you're a coach or mentor whatever you want to call yourself right like how would you go about that looking back would you like change anything and how you approached it yeah, that's a tough question. That's an extremely tough question. I think that it sucks because I almost want to direct that question t- towards coaches and to why they need to treat players certain ways like this. Do do mm-hmm. they have some power trip? Do they need to prove themselves as well? So they feel like they need to be stern and sometimes rude with players or disrespectful and there's a fine line between being a good coach and like also like respecting players and keeping that professionalism. Mm -hmm. And so if you're saying anything outside of that, that's like, that's abuse. And so for me, it's like, I almost wish I could direct that question towards coaches, but obviously at the, we're we're players, we're the players, you know? So how would you handle that at that point? And that's why I feel like this is a tough question because it's like, for me, I would always just make sure I, I listen to the coach, right. do what he says, but I'm on my, my own business and I'm still going to play the way I play. I'm going to work my fucking ass off and I'm going to support my team the way I support my team. I don't need to ask him questions. I'll listen to what he has to say, not, whether I agree with it or not. I'll listen and I'll, I'll respect him. I'll respect him. Uh-huh. You know, I'll respect the coach. Uh-huh. Um, but as a player, it's like, I'm going to still continue to do what I do as a player. I don't want to let any anything affect me. Um, and I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like I was too affected 
verbally or anything by the coaches too much because I was just so honed in on me playing my game in every practice every game like I didn't honestly care um about who was coaching me honestly because I think that's what happened after three years it's like just at this point I'm just here to play my game like I'm doing yeah. this for myself at this point I'm not you should always be doing it for yourself and your team you should never be doing it for the coaches that's already number one yeah like of course they're part of the team don't get me wrong but you should never be doing this for a coach or doing that it should always be for you and I think that's something that like you have to hold that thought in your head um if you ever experience any type of you know mm-hmm. disrespect or something from a coach just hold it to your head that like what they're saying doesn't mean anything because you know how good of a player you are and what you bring to the team and I think that once again going back to having the support from your team that's huge in that yeah so yeah at, at that point it's not just abuse on you know the on you as an individual person as a as a player it's now turned into abuse on the whole entire team so when that occurs you kind of have to rely on one another to like help you get through it especially each other I mean because it's similar experiences too yeah probably most likely right because it's all happening like live in front of us one setting yeah yeah so I mean for me the only thing I would would regret and I don't I don't regret it what I did or like how I turned out actually I don't don't know if that was the right word, but I feel maybe I feel guilty almost that when I transferred to Idaho, like I didn't, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't do it for myself. I didn't do it for the team. Like at that point, I was so tired from Steve that I was like, he ruined it for me just suck it up, do the bare minimum, just say yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that would be the moment for me that I would kind of like, well, I wish I should, I wish I could have done this a little bit better and just finished instead of just quitting my last year. Yeah. Right. Cause then he was gone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then I would have, then I would have gone and you know, then everything happened and Idaho and I don't regret any of that. Like those girls were fucking amazing but I was just mentally tired dude physically tired mentally tired I was just like what am I what am I doing you know that yeah that is hard especially when like you know but you don't know does that make sense no I get it and I think that like in that moment when you made that decision like it's like a heat of the moment thing in a way, but like it's oh, also yeah. been build it's also been building up. But then that goes back to like maybe you felt like you didn't even have like people to talk to or the resources to like let like that out and get that um like that advice as to what to do in that situation. Because I think that my answer to your question actually, yeah, would fit perfectly in that scenario if you almost just kind of bypass what that was saying to you Mm -hmm. and really just like honed in on how great of a player you you were and how much you liked the university and how much the team meant to you you probably would have stuck that out but my thing is that you shouldn't regret any decision you made because you did it to to make yourself happy in that moment 
yeah and not and not feel that 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 stress and that pain and that and that struggle so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't regret it necessarily like I mean I'm not obviously this is your experience but I would say yeah more of just like that's that's why we have these conversations now yes so that players don't go through that type of same scenario and they don't feel like they're being bullied out of their own program right you know what I mean yeah that's literally what happened you were bullied out of your own team yeah that's like I couldn't even put a better sentence to like that yeah. and so it's just that that like I said going back to that having that support I feel like if even I don't know if you even talk to players about on the team about um all the stuff that was said to you um or if anyone knew about it or if anyone was able to help you um but yeah I, I wish that you did have that support because then maybe the outcome would have been different and you would have stayed at WCU. But I mean, at the same time, like I said, you really enjoyed your time at Idaho. So you can't Mm -hmm. take anything away from that, but that's how your life played out. Can't turn back now, but there's always ways to improve the players in the future. So exactly. Just learn from our, our mistakes, right? I want to say mistakes, but learn from our experiences. Yeah. Experiences. Like we've been through it. You you more so because you went you went on to play professionally overseas. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, that was because you know I did enter the draft after my senior year. Um, obviously, senior year was tough too. I think mentally that transition again going from senior year to to play like was extremely tough. I didn't get like the outcomes that I wanted my senior year. Um, mm-hmm nothing against my team like or anything like we we just weren't getting results and that's it it was what it was we didn't make the tournament my senior year it was definitely tough I didn't perform like as I should have like my junior year I didn't score as many goals I didn't have as many assists and that's I think highly highly affected me not getting drafted I feel that even if I maybe would have made the tournament maybe I could have gone drafted and Mm -hmm. stuff could have literally gone a different way but um I think that's what kind of mentally hurt me um after just kind of throughout the season it was really mentally hard because it's like when you're a senior and you know that you're planning on playing after and you're trying to put your all in every game and you're not getting results it's really mentally draining to continue to to play every day when you're just losing and it's it's hard yeah um but like you have to hone in on like your own like you as a player again um, which I don't think I did that great of. Like I, like I said, I didn't have the stats that I wanted, but it was definitely mentally draining. Like just the transition, knowing that crap, like I have no stats, I have nothing. Like I didn't get drafted. Like what the heck do I do? Yeah. You know? And that's where the connection with your coaches is really important throughout college. Because if you do decide to play after you have those connections and that relationship that those people have experiences with other colleges and other players and, um so having those connections with the coaches helps too um but yeah it was it's mentally draining especially the senior year oh I bet considering that the first three years of your playing career at WSU we you made the tournament right you made the tournament I don't know what junior year you made the tournament too yeah we lost in the first round all three of those years yeah I remember I remember that one that sophomore season that was rough freshman season I meant that was rough um yeah. but to to have that expectation and then senior year all of a sudden you guys have a losing record I bet concerning that 
your junior year, right, is when you start to become like the face of the program, then you're like even more pressure on yourself. Did you feel that way? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, it felt better because I was getting the results that I wanted, like on my end, like the tallies and everything. I think there was like, I think I scored like seven goals or so that that season. Um, so like numbers wise, I was, you know, trying, like trying, doing, doing, doing well, I guess you can say. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. The, the, the senior year. Yeah. was definitely, um, it was tough because I wasn't performing as I was the previous year, but then I'm also thinking about my future. So I was in a very weird, like, You're mindset, like I feel like my senior year. Yeah. Like you were, was it almost like a limbo? Like, like losing record, still need to perform to get stats to, to move on. Right. But then like, you're also thinking about like, well, shit, if I don't get stats, am I even going to move on? So you're like that mm-hmm. awkward, <laughs> that awkward stage where oh. you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I Literally, the first yeah. time I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. so yeah because it's we, that's another thing that I think we didn't mention or talk about or I don't know if you're planning on bringing it up at one, at any time but um prepare for like not having a routine when you graduate college because in college everything was legitimately made for you set up for you literally set up for you classes were set up for you your practices were scheduled around your class your classes were scheduled around your practices everything you had your entire day planned out dinner lunch everything was planned out mm-hmm. so I think that was like uh, another tough transition because as you just said right now at the end of that last sentence you're saying like you didn't know what the heck you were gonna do and that's like me I'm like shit like UW is the last game and then I have a whole spring semester where I don't play and then I just graduate, like, wh- what do I now do? Because, like, the draft, like, once that passed, I wasn't drafted. So I was like, okay, I got a tryout with, like, the rain, the Seattle rain, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that didn't fall through. I was, like, super sick when I went. Um, but, like, it still was, okay, I got a tryout. But then it's like, uh, it didn't work out. Now what do I do, you know? like, yeah. And I felt I had zero idea because I was so, like, college routine yeah. college routine yeah so definitely plan to have some plan. type of independence throughout college find yeah. time to have some independence yeah but I feel like that's also kind of hard especially if you go division one like you are so structured and you are I don't want to say like it's like um military almost but it almost <laughs> kind of sometimes at moments it feels like that because 5 a.m wake up by 5 30 be at the wait at the game room. yep you're late six you get o'clock. kicked out yeah six o'clock uh practice eight o'clock eight from eight to fucking two o'clock classes back to back to back to back right after two o'clock you had like lunch or yeah lunch and then you lunch, got film and you got film and you got like meetings and then you have for us we did weights beforehand right but mm-hmm. then like you had team dinners like your day was so structured that you had no time in a sense to have that sense of independency and though I think the only actual day that we did what was like a Sunday Sunday afternoon yeah Yeah. after our games if we after our game (laughs) if we had a Saturday game or a Sunday game that like that would be our only like time of independency almost it's inevitable that you're gonna your teammates every single day in college yeah there's literally not one day you will never not see your teammates 
yeah. or be on campus. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. So I th I'm I actually glad I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually what we I was transition transitioning into with to have a plan. Should I just run the podcast? Yeah, you should. <laughs> no, actually, do you want to co-host? <laughs> um, so, but like post college, post playing, no matter if you play professionally, like you still are gonna have a, some kind of structure when you play professional, right? Uh, whether that's in the states or whether that's overseas. But the moment you're done. The moment you are no longer considered a professional athlete, instead you're a retired athlete or a former athlete, you transition into fucking civilization, right? Adult life. <laughs> Adult life. Paying bills. I already out. feel like like a 50-year-old woman. Right? <laughs> Same. Like, shit, I've been like, and I, like, since I forwent my last year at Idaho, I was able to be just a college student. So like, for me, I feel like I've been doing it for since that time till now. That's like what, what fucking like ten years almost. I feel like yeah, it's ten yeah. years, but it's not. It feels like it. it feels like that. I like. I feel like I've learned so much during that last year of just being a college student and being an adult at times. <laughs> you know, but now I'm like yeah. full fledged adult. Like, shit, I have car payments i have rent or you know bills. bills on top and like how do i how do i figure out like you ain't got no stipend every month no no stipend you gotta work to like <laughs> oh my god we have to work you gotta work know. you gotta actually have an actual job that pays you cash for your service for all the hours in the day for 80 hours and right so like have a plan Right, just not like a full like five year, ten year plan. Just have something that you think that you want to go into after yes. you're after after you're done being an athlete, right? Yes. Have yes, something yes, fun, yes. I like agree. a passion project, or like for me, it was coaching. I already knew off the top of my head. I knew I still I still wanted to be in sports. I knew I liked I wanted to still be with like weightlifting. So like perfect strength and conditioning and goalkeepers. Right. Mm. So I kind of knew that, but that wasn't paying my bills as much. It paid maybe a couple of bills, right? Yeah. But not the rent. Not the <laughs> rent. Just just like my phone bill and like car insurance, right? Yeah. But like I had to get a job to pay for rent, right? So now I'm like, man, now I have to be an adult. And so I'll be calling. Yeah. I, like whenever I would get lost or something I'm like I don't know what to do I, would, I remember I would call my dad like dad I don't know what I'm doing like what like what do I have to do like he's like what do you mean what do you have to do you just got to pay the bill you just got to like go into the like your online account or whatever pay it and be done I'm like okay <laughs> you know so it's just it was hard to kind of like learn how to be an adult and I'm still kind of yeah. learning how to be an adult but like, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I got it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I feel like they need to have a little bit more of in college. Just prepare you is just that independence aspect, because yes, it's extremely important to like be a good athlete. But like I said, mental, for mental, that mental health, like you need to have that independence. You need to start creating, have that independence. So you have that time to mm -hmm. create that, that, yeah, not maybe that small plan or maybe that like 
uh, maybe even a list of things that potentially you might want to do if you decide you don't want to continue with soccer you know that's something I didn't do like I obviously thought in the back of my head I'm going to be an amazing coach if I decide to go that route um but obviously I'm not coaching yet um but like that would have been something that I would have liked to maybe think about earlier on um even before I went professional like because I feel like with that I could have also it's also about everything's about like who you know as well so I feel like with that connection to all my coaches, like if I decided to not play professionally after college and I decided I want to coach, um, then that I would have had those connections with, with my other coaches to find like a, a job or find, you know, another person that can give me a job at a college or something, you know, something in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, in college, they might need to have a little bit more of, of that for athletes to, I mean, they do do it a little bit academically. They do have yeah. resume building uh stuff that's like mandatory for athletes and that's that's good you know it is preparing you like legitimately for when you're done with sports like mm-hmm. in the actual world but like again you got to bring in that mental aspect like so it's yeah it's it's adult adulting is, is something that I, I don't think I was very prepared for because I was just so soccer oriented that like mm-hmm. when I when I like was done playing in France in 2020 I came when it got canceled because COVID I came home and I and I back to LA and I just like didn't do anything for like seven months like I didn't work I didn't do anything but like you know what I was okay with that because I feel like I was always so just like go 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 throughout college and then Mm -hmm. after college I went to uh, Iceland and then after Iceland I came to LA and then after LA I went back to Sweden and after Sweden and back to LA and then LA to France. and so it was just like I was always winning and then when I came back to LA I was still working when I came back to LA I worked at like a bowling alley in between seasons so like I was still working and I just really felt like I, I was like go 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 since like I was born so I was just <laughs> like when I came home I was just like um I don't know like part of me was just like I'm not gonna go back to that bowling alley I don't want to work like I saved money from playing and everything um, because rent was paid for internationally for my team so I was saving the money that I was making nice. and so I was I just kind of like bummed off that money for a little bit and and like was able to take that like mental seven month break that I needed you know and then that's when I obviously started to get my job and that's where I'm at now but definitely wish that there was a little bit more guidance on like maybe what the athletes want to do with their careers um definitely like figure out what your interests are and choose the right major for you I guess yeah yeah I mean dude I I, you earned that seven month hiatus of not doing anything you earned it Mm -hmm. so fucking own up to it and be like (laughs) Yep, I took seven yeah, months. I was unemployed for seven months. <laughs> but I don't care. Well, yeah. So, but it was just the like you said, have some kind of plan. It doesn't have to be a five-year or ten-year plan. Just have something that you're passionate about in the background, right? Mm-hmm. During your playing time, during college, during professional, if you go pro, right? Just have some kind of passion behind you that you you want to kind of think about pursue once you're done whether that's coding whether that's becoming a lawyer like a coach you know whatever it is so yeah yeah. that time management is huge yeah and I think that's the one thing that I appreciate a lot from just school and being you know has being a student athlete and then just being a college student was the time management skill that I acquired was because Mm -hmm. during being a student athlete 
you had to be on top of everything. Uh, and then with the moment I stopped and became just a college student, like I knew I had to get shit done still, but not on like a tight, tight schedule. But I knew yeah. if I did it, I would feel good about myself. And then I have all this time mm-hmm. the rest of the day or the rest of the week to just do whatever you need. Yeah. Do whatever I wanted. And that's kind of how I kind of, for me, that's how I found what I wanted to do. Right. Um, I, my yeah. degree was in exercise science. So I was able to play around with like the CrossFit gym at Idaho or go and do like little things. So I was able to do that just because I forewent my last season. So, but yeah. you in a different aspect, you, you didn't really have that because you were just go, go, go time management for since you're step foot on WSU, essentially, like yeah. even more so. Right. And then all of a sudden you have your professional career and then you got like your, your off season right when you come back and then working and then okay gotta save up money or gotta do this and okay now now you go back on this time right so Mm -hmm. just having that ability is huge yeah it was it was big it was a lot of a lot of go 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 and like definitely stress too because like when you go play internationally you have to like obviously worry about getting those visas and stuff so that was like huge because visas aren't the easiest thing to get so no it was definitely a struggle and definitely go 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 that's for sure like like literally I don't think like there was definitely breaks when I you know when I came home back to LA in between seasons professional seasons like I definitely had time in LA to like hang out with my friends like it's not like I was just always working or always doing this but um but that's that's I'm allowed to have that time with my friends because I've been international for eight to ten months so it's like of course I'm not gonna work all the time while I'm here I'm gonna hang out with my friends I haven't seen in almost a year yeah and then work a little bit here and then at that point I'm done and then I go back overseas you know so Mm -hmm. it was nice to have that hiatus and I definitely think come 2023 I need to have like a little bit of change of career maybe hey if it comes it comes Oh, you'll figure it out. I know you will. You always do. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. I think that's well, a, I think we'll end there.